0: The following program is paid for by the Hawkeye Huddle, which is solely responsible for its content. The opinions and views expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of 1700 The Champ, Cumulus Media, or its employees for management. The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at
1: Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ and 101.3 The Champ. Try to adjust the audio here at GMIGS. For the folks uh, who are here listening to us, do the program live? You can be too. Uh, come on down. Uh, you know we're a little early today, 4:30, because there's NCAA basketball tonight. First four games will be on at 6 p. Actually, 5:30 p.m. One hour from now, they'll start the first uh, four, and they'll get things going there on 1700 and 101.3. So we're here. Chuck Reed and I are here at uh, G-Miggs. David Creighton Jr. at uh, the Moon Palace. I think he's at the Moon Palace. I guess I didn't ask him. I'm assuming that's I it I am at Moon Palace. Okay. Looking oh, at the ocean. Hey. Oh, you can see the ocean from there. Jacob, we're going to need you to turn up David. I can barely hear him. Try something again. DC, you, re- you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, good. All right. Well, we'll just uh, adjust volume levels here in just a little bit. But anyway, Creighton is, is, uh, is sitting in, in view of the ocean. Can I, just,
0: can I just say one thing real quick? I'm the only guy you know who... Has ever gone to the Moon Palace for work.
1: You went there for work? For work. For, when I went, Who was playing there? I mean, uh, Iowa played there the, the year one, that Creighton the, got married.
0: The one year the Drake women went to Cancun. I was doing the play-by-play. Really? So I actually went to Cancun. The only reason I got the job is because I had a passport. <laughs> That's true. So uh, I had to do two games from the Moon Palace women's games. And Drake lost both. They do that in I'm the... I'm 2 uh, the they, Palace.
1: They do that in the uh, the big ballroom. Yes. You know, they, they put a basketball floor down in the big ballroom. Where they
0: bring you drinks.
1: Yes. Which it's is amazing. not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's where they have the fabulous Michael Jackson show, just so you know. I've been three or four it's times. It's true, the fabulous Michael
2: Jackson cousin.
1: My uh, nephew,
2: Andy, won the uh, Michael Jackson uh, post-show award. Uh, got a signed T-shirt.
1: <laughs> Did you... <laughs>
2: Not well, let's talk Iowa,
1: guys, because my friend, this is a, this was a big weekend, and um, I, I put my money where my mouth was. Congratulations! I, told you, I, I I made a reservation for a hotel room as I left this bar last Tuesday night. I uh, and sure enough, on Saturday afternoon, after Iowa's miracle shot and a wonderful comeback against Indiana, uh, we piled in the car. Well, piled Andrew and I, Andrew Ridge and I, got jumped in the car at. Uh, About 2.45, made sure somebody was coming over to let the dog out a couple of times overnight, and we headed to Indianapolis. And uh, we got there about 10 o'clock Iowa time, which was 11 o'clock their time. Eight hours. And then flipping, and then flipping (laughs) to, amazingly flipping an hour later. So we we went out and had, you know, a little revelry, and by the time we slipped into bed, the clock read 3.30. Now it was one thirty in our heads, but the clock read three thirty. It was a three, it threw us off, but we had a really good time, and uh, and then of course uh, the game itself was really fun. It's a very different atmosphere going to a Big Ten basketball tournament than it is going to a Big Ten football championship. Uh, the tournament, of course, is the championships on Sunday. Nobody's really partying heavy on Sunday. It's a it's a much different crowd. But at the same time, the anticipation in the arena was amazing, and Purdue uh, had Iowa outnumbered at least 8-1. to one. I mean, it was it was a largely Purdue crowd. But Iowa fans held their own, and of course the Hawkeyes held their own. And I'll tell you what, the, the, the thing that I think uh, we found out this weekend, uh, well, one of the things we found out, because they played and beat Indiana on what was essentially a home court uh, for Indiana and Purdue, Iowa, uh, Iowa does not get rattled by being on the road.
2: Actually, Brett, if you think about the year, the only, <laughs> the only game I really felt like they got rattled. I guess maybe two: Penn State and Rutgers, or maybe Wisconsin. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe early in the season they were getting rattled, but certainly not now. This yeah, team's it, this team it, is Iowa full State of piss
1: State and vinegar. Yeah, Iowa State comes to mind. That's one where I thought they got rattled. But yeah, no. Uh, not at all, right? Illinois, even though they lost that game, it did not. It, it didn't just rattle. Couldn't them. make free throws, right? And this this was certainly one of those situations where, uh, you know, you expected when these teams went on a run that they might, they might just you know bust right past the Hawks, but they didn't do it. So Iowa goes through this, this tournament, one twelve seventy six over Northwestern. 84-74 over Rutgers, 80-77 over Indiana, and then 75-66 over number 9, Purdue. They break tournament records for points scored, not only in one game, 112 for the Northwestern game, but points scored as a team in the Big Ten tournament over the period of time. They break records for three-pointers. They break records for the number of assists. They have individual records now for Keegan Murray, who scored 103 points on the weekend. Uh, and also, um, I think he had a, uh, has a record for three-point field goals on the weekend. Um, it was quite a time. Eight to ten will get you that record. Uh, well, big, big, <laughs> big time. And on top of that, he went over 800 points, the first player for in Iowa basketball history to score 800 points in one season. I'm telling you what, this was a mountaintop weekend, and if you guys didn't get that out of this, if you didn't get goosebumps and chills out of this, it, it, it was a mountaintop weekend. Now, David, did you get a watch down there? I remember last year we had a few issues here and there, but CBS, well, you should have been in good so,
2: shape. Yeah, so the semifinals against Indiana and the finals, obviously, against Purdue, we were able to, with the bowling alley, at the uh, Grand on move, yep. and uh, so the semis, we had... And 25 people that were there cheered for the Hawks. But on Sunday, there had to be 70. And it nice. was, there, there were people there I knew. And <laughs> I was like, you've you got to be kidding me. It, but it was fun. It was a good atmosphere. Uh, <laughs> we got the uh, wait staff cheering, go Hawks. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was good fun.
0: Can I I make one quick observation here? And that is, I hope Iowa fans appreciate what's going on right now. Yeah. Because just think about what's happened in the last year. Big Ten football championship game. Women tied for the championship during the regular season, won the tournament. Men won the tournament. You also look at some of the other sports, track and fields, indoor Big Ten champions. You look at baseball's probably going to have a really good year. Um, Softball's winning. I mean, all the things going on in that, in that athletic program, enjoy it. This is a banner time for Iowa athletics. Enjoy it. Yeah, Gary, and I hope all Gary the got,
2: Chuck, I would say Gary Barton's got some pretty good job security right now. Uh, he's got good coaches. He's got good kids. And the success, the track team, uh, he's had great success. And so uh, everything that he's been doing has worked out well. And – But to your point, Brett, this weekend was something. Uh, 16 years in the making since the last time they they won. Uh, Having to win four games in four days again. And just, you know, Jordan with the big shot against Indiana. And and a good delay coming in. And he gets the ball and he's shooting. I'm going, what are you doing? That's a great shot. You know, just uh, unsung heroes a little bit. Uh, particularly, Peyton Sanford uh, Sunday. Yes, in, yes. In, in his contribution just insane. Uh, how, how the dudes got onions, as our friend Bill Lasher would
1: say. Yeah, when you look at some of the uh, things that, that that had to transpire on Sunday, in terms of extra players having to play and the guys that Fran had to get in the game, Peyton Sanford certainly had one of the biggest uh, contributions. Uh, but we did see see Riley Mulvey. Uh, we did see a Gundelay. Boy, was he gassed after just like five minutes, man! But um, and, and Bruce uh, here at G GMIGS made a great observation about Fran um, and these substitutes, and that is that Fran fully expects when he puts these guys in the game, even if they haven't played much, that they will deliver. And I saw that the other day because when Riley Mulvey came off the court. Fran gave him an earful. He was disappointed that he hadn't played better, right? Because he, he said, you know, I, I, you could see him mouth into him, dude, how can you not be ready on the biggest day of the year, right? Now, Mulvey he just didn't play well in those three or four minutes. It's a big stage. The kid's barely 18, He was overwhelmed. Right? Yes. Uh, Gundeley went in there and held his own, obviously, which was great and Peyton Sanford is showing us that he 's a Division one player uh, that we expected him to be, and he 's going to take over for somebody next year and be uh, uh, get himself eighteen to twenty minutes if not more, because of what he can do.
0: Can I ask you this question? Is there much of a difference between Joe Wieskamp camp as a freshman and sanford right now
1: other than the, other than the minutes that they 're yeah, getting exactly. no no it 's very similar there
0: yeah. 's a similar guy in the program who's playing in the NBA right now. So that tells you about Sanford's potential.
1: I think so, too. And uh, he, I, I have yet to see if he can get up quite the way that I think Camp at some point in time did. But, yeah, but no from never, a shooting.
0: Joe never played like it. No,
1: he never did. No, he never had and he never did. Um, big shots to make some three-pointers in there for, for Sanford uh, in, in that second half when Purdue was coming back. And, and uh, I'll tell you what, it's good to see, as you say, onions, we didn't get to hear that. We didn't get to hear that in the arena, David. But I think uh, uh, that came out of Andrew Ridge's mouth a number of times. By the way, we had, we only had a, we only had a few little arguments with the Purdue fans around us because there's no Iowa fans around us, right? Um, they were getting frustrated with the fact that the fouls were dead even on the scoreboard. I, I just that was that's my favorite. My favorite. They they were complaining about the fouls and they point up there, and I'm like, hey, it's it's even, right? we you have yeah, and you have more rebounds. So clearly you 're not getting hosed, right, and they didn 't like that. There was a guy sitting in front of me though that the entire time kept nodding his head to the stuff we were saying and One of the things we were saying was that one of the reasons the big Ten struggles in the NCAA tournament is the physical play that was allowed all weekend in Indianapolis can come back to bites can come back to bite you it just can't um, it's it 's tough because Uh, Another set of officials may not let that happen when they get into the NCAA tournament. But we'll see how that goes.
0: Exactly, I I think this year, watching college basketball, it has been a more aggressive game. And they have let more things go. Whether it's the Pac-12, whether it's the ACC, whatever league. And you're going to get other league officials and when, so when Iowa would tease it up yes. with richmond they're not going to have big 10 you're not to have somebody not else. sam
1: boborowski
0: nope but i think most leagues have adopted a more physical style and i think that's going to help the big 10 and the big 12 both
1: so iowa ends up uh, the number 14 in the net uh they end up ranked number 16 in the ap uh ken Palm, i think has him 13 every right. metric has him 13 or 14 and yet the NCAA committee seeds them the twentieth seed, so they get Richmond. Yeah, that's. A, that's I, a I've crazy. said it. Go ahead. You you know what I'm going to say about this because I say it every year, David. They're lazy. Yes. Well,
2: they they set that bracket probably on Thursday, and there might be a you know okay if this happens we switch this if this happens we switch that, you know but. Indiana had to win two games, obviously, to get in the tournament. And beating Illinois, got them in. You know, and don't, they play tonight, I think, don't they, against Wyoming?
1: They do, as a matter of fact. Second game tonight, yeah. yep. Right. So, they're, they're lazy
2: to a point. Um, because I can't imagine that you just sit there and you got 68 teams, and you don't start putting them in their spots. And... You know, after the Big Ten tournament's over, I mean, what do they have, 20 minutes, if that, before they start unveiling the bracket? And I think I read somewhere where, had Iowa not beaten Purdue, that they'd have been a six instead of a five. I I found that interesting. And then you really could have been pissed. But them at a five was a very weak Providence team that Mike Creighton Blue Jays beat by 27 in the Big East tournament. And... South Dakota State, who very likely could beat them um, as your, you know, probable, uh, like, the next opponent, assuming you beat Richmond, which I think the Hawks will. That's um, yeah, a nice way to get to the Sweet 16 and then, you know, roll the dice against Kansas, right? Or um, Creighton, I guess.
0: Right. Can I, just say, <laughs> yeah. can I just say one thing? Just for entertainment purposes only. But South, South Dakota State is favored over Providence. They are favored? They're a two-point favorite. You're kidding.
1: Thir- I did not see seed that.
0: seed over a four seed. They're a two-point favorite. Wow.
1: All right. We're going to come back. We're going to grab Tom Kaker of HawkeyeReport.com. He's driving to Buffalo right now on his way to cover the Hawks. We're going to try to get him in the car. When we come back, Here on 1700, the champ, and 101.3, the champ. And we're back here in the Hawkeye. Hello, Brett Ridge. Dave Creighton Jr., and our friend Chuck Reed helping me out here while David's in Cancun and I think we're actually lucky enough if things are going to work out here to get Tom Cakert of HawkeyeReport.com on the line as he's driving to Buffalo to cover the Hawkeyes and the Richmond Spiders and essentially then possibly the Providence Friars or the South Dakota State Jackrabbits
0: who have won 30 games already
1: they have won that Tom, can, can, let's see if we can pick him up. He's driving in the car. Good afternoon, Tom. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Where are
0: you? I am east.
3: Of, I'm between Cleveland and Erie.
1: Oh, lovely country! Oh, lovely country! Beautiful country! <laughs> beautiful country. <laughs> did you even come home, or did you just turn around and did you just get wait a day and get on the road and go uh, go east?
3: I got home. Uh, I guess it was early Sunday morning, about 1 a.m. 1:15, and uh, did laundry yesterday, and uh, packed my bag up, and
1: then we're on the road again. So that's how it's been rolling?
3: That's okay, though.
1: That's uh, is a lot of driving. I I I don't know if you heard, Tom. We did the. Uh, I, my son and I did the trip over and back Saturday and Sunday. That was just a uh, fortune oh, no. hours for us. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was it. Was a lot of fun to be there. I saw you down. I noticed you down there. You had pretty good seats for this for this I thing was, as it unfolded. I was,
3: uh, yeah, I was. Uh, I think we were the first people into the media room on Sunday, and I was one of the last three people remaining in there. And, uh, got out of there, and drove home, and. Uh, yeah, long day, but fun times to see, um, you know, see the guys enjoying uh, success and, and the emotions that come with that. To see you know, Joe Toussaint on a cell phone crying, talking to his grandma, and to see the McCaffreys embracing and tears in their eyes. Uh, pretty special moments
1: you know I, I and that's the type of stuff we want to hear from somebody who's on the court right i mean we we saw some of it on tv i saw you had a lot of good video up on your website of, uh, of all of that and and it was an emotional um an emotional thing i think from a standpoint again of this was an underdog team uh coming into the year and i'll go back you know the iron here's an ironic thing you know the last time when iowa had the uh the big win in 2001 at the united center you know where they went to play in the NCAA tournament after they won that game? They went to Buffalo. Was it Long Island. Was no, it Long it Long Island? Island. that was Buffalo. Oh, I thought it was yep. Buffalo. Gosh, I thought I had it. No, I, 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 no, I, 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 I thought I had a scoop. Went to New York. Went well, to New York. They went to New York. They took on Creighton, I believe, and then uh, and then uh, and then yep. Kentucky. And I lost to uh, lost to
3: Tayshaun Prince in
1: Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was Buffalo. All right. Either way, Long Island. So. Gosh, I thought I had one, but I, I think um, the the similarities then go back to that was the last time that an Iowa, you know, the Iowa women also won the uh, tournament title that year. So there was double wins that year. Uh, this, of course, the first time in since that's happened. Uh, Ohio State, I think, was the last team that pulled it off. Uh, last school that pulled it off to have two, uh, the men's and the women's teams winning in the same year. Um, Tom, unsung heroes on this team, and I, there are it's it's easy to point to them because. Coming into the year, you only thought of about three or four guys who were going to really carry the load. Uh, one of them, and geez, you know, we did a whole segment last year just for kicks and giggles where we started making fun of Connor McCaffrey every week. That kid, we, we got to do a Connor. we needed to be doing a Connor McCaffrey appreciation thread. He had one of the biggest baskets of the entire tournament the other day, back and down uh, the Edwards kid right into the middle of the lane and making a, 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 thr- a, a making an and-one and getting a free throw, which, by the way, seemed like a dream last year for him to make a free throw. I, I, I can't underestimate the um, the contributions that he has made this year from not only a shooting and offensive standpoint, but the way he has played defense and rebounded as a much bigger player than he is. I, I, I'll
3: tell you something. It, his bucket, it was... Um, they had just cut it this, um, to one point lead. It was 53-62, and, and, yeah, the shot clock's running down, and Conver gets it, and he just backs him down, and, gets the foul and, and makes it at 66 62, and I think there was like 245 left, something like that. And it just felt like uh, Iowa was in control at that point and then Purdue kind of panicked and uh, next thing you know it's 70-62 to 62 and it's like a minute and a half left and you know that Iowa's got in control. The other bucket we should mention uh, is Purdue came storming back and and tied it up at 51, and then Peyton Sanford from, uh, you know, Waukee, it's it's two giant three-pointers that just kind of put Purdue back on its heels again and and had them in chase mode back again. Can't underestimate the contributions of guys like Connor, Peyton Sanford, and the the, uh, growth and maturity that we're seeing from uh, Tony Perkins in the last three weeks has just been, Has been honestly, I think the difference between Iowa just kind of making the tournament and now Iowa kind of being a threat in the tournament.
0: I'm going to throw one more guy in there, and that's Joe Toussaint off the bench. His defensive, just intensity, hustle, whatever you want to call it, well, well, he, has been awesome, he, he's early yes. in the game. What he
1: has done is he's become an extra pair of hands. He digs down low when, we, when, they're, when somebody's trying to post up some of our guys. Don't put the ball on the floor because Joe Toussaint's going to be there digging at it, right? And I, I, I agree. In fact, there were a couple times the other day I wish he was on the court more, right, uh, because of, of what he's done. I would agree. And, Tom, I had to, uh, Tony Perkins down to, to mention as well. Uh, four out of his last six games in double figures. Um, no fear, no fear anymore. It seemed like he played the beginning of the year as if he thought he was going back Three to the bench. Yes. Yeah. Huge. Huge. It's so many when kind
3: you need a bucket, okay, we'll go get him one. Uh, and yeah, we already know about how great Keegan is. And Keegan's been playing just lights I mean, out I talked to on on uh, I can't remember what day it was Thursday or Friday I ended up sitting near um, Mike Schmitz He does the draft stuff for ESPN.com terrific guy really good at what he does and uh, he and Don Gavoni do a terrific job anyway he's um, talking to him about Keegan he and he's like he's He's a pro. He's just like he's gonna be, I said, he's be lottery for sure. He goes, oh yeah, because he and he's like he's probably gonna be a top five pick now. And there's just plays he makes now that pros make, and that's that's gonna be a difference. And this is no disrespect to Luka Garza um, at all, because Luca is you know he's a legend, but he can when when Iowa blocks out of the court. On Thursday, Keegan's the best player on the floor. If they're fortunate enough to win and play whoever, Providence or South Dakota State, he's going to be the best player on the floor. If they make it to the next weekend and they play Kansas, I know Baji has a lot of fans out there. Keegan's the best player. Go go on and on and on. There's just not many guys in college basketball that are better than that guy and that can go get a bucket whenever they need it.
1: So I think I think Creighton's still on the line with us. I can hear some uh, exotic birds in the background. David, are you are you still with us? I am still with you. <laughs> Thanks for
3: asking.
1: <laughs> what do you got for Tom? I don't want to leave you out of the conversation. No, it's all I can't, right. can't I can't hear
2: Dave. So I don't well, I don't think he can hear me, and I can't oh, hear he can't him. Oh, can't hear so you. So
1: okay. It, all it, right. It, it, well, we've, okay. we've got him. Uh, He's in Cancun, Tom. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. Yep. The only thing I'm I would, I would say, Tom, is make sure we get back to <laughs> Chicago so we can have a real conversation next Tuesday.
1: <laughs> okay, he's saying, Tom, you get him back to Chicago, and we'll all have a real conversation next week. That'll be the way to go. Um, that's, I, that's I don't. Right. We'll, we'll,
3: we'll,
1: I'll be all right. I can handle that drive. That's a lot better than this one. Yeah, I, I, I bet. Um, I don't want to leave out the uh, the the uh, wrestlers this week with the uh, national championships sure. coming up. Uh, we'll probably talk. We're gonna, This is a short uh, segment, so Chuck and I'll probably get to that. But uh, Tom, you know, we we, we you look at uh, Iowa actually coming into this kind of as an underdog, um, which is sort of a strange place to be, uh, considering you won the national championship last year. A lot of the guys are not rated as highly, uh, not seated as highly, but you all have all ten spots. Uh, what do you think? How are we feeling about where we're going with the wrestlers this weekend?
3: Boy, you know, they have tried to hold this together this year, and it goes back to, you know, Spencer Lee coming back and wrestling without either ACL. Um, just, they've been kind of holding a lot of these guys together with, uh, with bailing wire and, uh, you know, chicken chicken wire whatever, just trying to get them to this point, get them to Detroit. You look at uh, Kemmerer out there, he's got the shoulder thing, shoulder harness on. Uh, you saw Jake Ironman, uh, you know he's got a knee issue, uh, and hopefully he can gut it out uh, like Spencer Lee did uh, last year. Uh, and and get to the championship. Um, They've just got a lot of guys that are dinged up in a big way, and um, it's going to be a battle. But, you know, it's, on one hand, you could see them almost, like, you know, they finished third, but it was a close third in Big Ten. Everybody was kind of, you know, it's Michigan, uh, Michigan, Penn State, and Iowa all kind of close together. Um, you think Oklahoma State's probably going to be in that mix. Um, but, you know, Iowa can finish fourth, Iowa can finish first. I think this thing is wide open. And uh, there's a scenario where Iowa has 10 All-Americans, uh, and it's not that far-fetched to think that that can happen. I think the biggest round for Iowa, because I think they'll get guys in the first two rounds, they'll get most, I, I think most everybody will get through, at least I hope so. That quarters, the quarters are going to be the defining measure of Iowa, and that's where their bug boo has been in recent years. And they yeah. just they get guys through, and then it's been in the quarters. Everybody just kind of points out, and then you're like,
1: uh-huh.
3: all right, they're not going to win, you know. Chuck Chuck, only you
1: buy. Chuck, has the uh, the, so the I, info. The only other team with uh, ten, 10 wrestlers. NC State and
0: Northwestern.
1: And Northwestern, believe it or not. So Iowa has an advantage there. Ah. You never know. All right, Tom, we're going to run. Um are you coming back and going to Chicago next weekend, or you think you're headed home for the year? Uh, I'll
3: be going to Chicago. That's, that's attaboy.
1: my prediction. Uh, a boy. All right. Thanks to Tom Caker to HawkeyeReport.com. That means okay, we'll check then, with you next week. And then, and then,
3: uh, hey, and then we'll go to New Orleans, okay?
1: Ah, pff, sounds like a plan. I like it. Maybe we'll okay. convoy. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Right. I, have drive, I have to drive everywhere, though, if that happens. <laughs> have to drive to New Orleans. Right, I've done it. It's long. All right, we're gonna. We bet I think we missed a hard break. We better get going. Thanks, Tom. We'll talk to you next week. Tom Kicker, bye dot com. Jacob, do we have to get to a break? If so, throw the music, buddy, and we'll Music's get there. Playing. Take a break. There it is. We'll come back. We got a lot more to talk about when we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle on seventeen hundred we're back at G-Migs, Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr., and Chuck Reed uh, sitting in today to help me out a little bit as David's in Cancun and uh, quick question. we're getting, we've got a, we've got a good
0: quick question for you.
1: Yeah, we got a good hook up with David so that's good.
0: Quick question. Any if Iowa wins two this weekend, am I back next weekend since I would have been <laughs> 6 and 0 since I started the show. We're gonna, we
1: might have to throw we we have an extra microphone, not an extra headset. You may have to sit here with us. Um, here it's because that may have to happen. Well, I was about to say, we're winding down year number 18, right? I mean, we're, we're into the last couple of weeks of this thing the somehow. The final furlong. Yeah, uh, uh, because we, we don't do over the summer. Uh, but, uh, but in any case, we want to make sure we thank our sponsors, AMPM Plumbing from uh, right here in Valley Junction. Hey, David, do you think AMPM Plumbing could make it and take care of things in Cancun?
2: Uh, they certainly could. We haven't had any plumbing issues down here, but uh there's no question, because they do plumbing.
1: You haven't had the Ridge Boys along to uh to take care to have any care issues to, this time to, around.
2: Fair to say we've had no issues. <laughs> That's
1: pretty good. Um, of course G here has been our host for several years and uh, we've really appreciated it. Smashburger Smashburger Night, by the way. And I do notice uh Thursday uh, until the last corned beef and cabbage uh, on Thursday for uh, St. Patrick's Day. So and get down here. Thing, it's going to be really good stuff.
0: The new patio is scheduled to open April 1st. Oh, it, in, oh April 1st. Coming right That's up. That's the plan. Don't know about yeah. the weather, but the plan is the patio opens April 1.
1: Now, I was just talking with Brian Houck of uh, Key Mortgage. We never ended up cutting a commercial for them. So. We owe them. He's been a sponsor now since, I don't know, what, November, David? He and Angie Lancaster, same thing with uh, REMAX Concepts. So we appreciate them because we haven't given them nearly enough due. We're going to have to work a lot more, a little bit harder for them next year as we prep for the show to get them them their due as as sponsors of the Hawkeye Huddle. And who knows, maybe somebody else will step up as well and want to sponsor this wonderful radio show that's been on the air for 18 years. Somebody wants to listen to us. I don't know who. But somebody dozens. does dozens of people, right, hey, real quick, the baseball team this week uh went out to Irvine in California, and they uh, dropped two out of three out there, six to seven, one to two, and then one twelve to ten we're um, We're looking at the same patterns, Chuck, with this team they're walking guys all over the place. they can't get the big hit It's not saying it's not going to happen, but you're you're losing ground. This is a huge week because today they're playing San Diego State. I don't have a read on that right now, and then they got three with number twelve Texas Tech coming into Iowa City this weekend. Talk about you want to go have some fun this weekend. Go grab the NCAA basketball women's tournament uh, on Friday and Sunday, and listen to a little, uh, go walk, uh, across the street, watch a little baseball uh, with Hellerball against what, the what, Texas Tech Red Raiders.
0: What is that walk, 400 yards? Maybe? Uh, something like I mean, that, maybe. maybe. Over the door yeah. and across the street and over.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. So um, let's hope that they can get things right. I think what we're seeing is uh, a team that's full of young pitchers and young arms that have to come together. And sometimes that does happen and sometimes it doesn't happen. Uh, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, they're seven and seven right now on the year, and probably would have thought they'd been a little better at this point. Again, uh, they had like like the four one-one losses, you know.
0: Northern teams early in the year, give them some time. I, yeah, the yeah. pitchers have the stuff; they just aren't quite in mid-season form yet. And when they get there, they're going to be fine.
1: That's right. That's right. David, the women are the number two seed in the Greensboro Regional. Which means nothing, considering they're playing in Iowa City this weekend, Illinois State Friday at 3 p.m. on ESPN, and then either Colorado or your alma mater Creighton somehow always seems to come into the uh, into the mix. 16 bucks, by yeah. the way, for an adult ticket; eight dollars for a child's ticket to, to go to the games uh, this weekend. Um, Lisa Bluter, this is her 20th postseason, 16th NCAA, and uh, I, David, I. I can't, I'm not sure they're going to sell this out, but I can't imagine there won't be just a giant crowd there on Friday as they take on uh, Illinois State.
2: Well, and the Creighton women will will bring some people as well. Uh, so I think you could expect a, a nice contingent from Omaha coming over. But uh, a nice favorable draw for those two home games. Uh, you know, you're not sitting there getting like a, I don't know, an SEC team that... Real athletic, uh, as the whatever that number seven seed I guess it would be uh, for them. But a two seed, what a what a job! Considering, you know, what was it a month ago? They were ranked twenty fourth, um, and everything turned around when Wardock came back. Really did.
1: Well, and it it it, it, it Not only did it turn around there, they started figuring out how to utilize uh, Monica Sanano in a complimentary way, but not a complimentary way. She became a focal point, right? Even though you've got Caitlin Clark, the best player in the country, uh, and suddenly when you look at the Big Ten championship game for them, who scored the 30 points, right? Right. They're down low to Monica, right? Um, And then you're using Warnock and you're using some of the other uh, players that that are able to knock the ball in from three um, after the ball goes into the paint. Kate Martin, uh, Huge averaging yeah Huge twelve twelve points in that tournament. So, um, and Chuck, uh, we were talking off air. I, I've not been able to really research any of these teams, but Illinois, you've seen you've seen some of these, right? Uh, w- with your uh, Drake duties, Illinois State's nothing, right? They're not very good. Okay, so <laughs> that's a thirty-point win, right? It's
0: going to be about thirty.
1: All right, and then it, on top of that, Creighton. Uh, Drake beat them, right? Early in the season, Drake beat Creighton. It was one of the first five games of the year, so
0: it's you know light years ago. But uh, they had a nice Big East tournament and, and nice big season in the Big East. But they're not real athletic, and they really don't have anybody to guard Caitlin Clark. So um, if they, I think Colorado will probably beat Creighton. Sorry, David, but I think Colorado will probably Sorry. yeah in the second
1: round. Yeah, well, and, you know, you know. I think that, go ahead, go ahead. My, fr- my friend
2: Jimbo Fisher, her flannery, uh, <laughs> he and I were actually at school together. And uh, he's done a really nice job over there with the Creighton ladies. But I think Chuck's right. I think Colorado probably does get them. Um, and then I, Colorado will provide a, a bigger test. But the one thing that this Hawkeye ladies basketball team is, they are battle-tested right now. They're tough as nails. And you have the complete and utter X factor, X factor with Caitlin Clark. She just, she can do things that nobody else can do. Getting the ball, shooting the ball, rebounding, getting out on the break, those kinds of things. She just, she is a huge difference maker for, for
1: that basketball team.
0: Who would have thought early in the season that Iowa would have the best men's player, and the best women's player in the country at the same time?
1: Would have thought about the women's, but certainly not the men's. I mean, uh, and, and I don't even not know if it's arguable.
0: I'm sorry. I, I, hey, I like Abaji. I, I, I agree. I mean, I mean I, but, listen. But there's nobody better.
1: I, what I saw out of him the other day was a kid who was just, they were beating up on him. The whole game. I mean that was their thing. Look, we're, we're gonna grab him, we're gonna hold him, we're gonna push him, we're gonna shove him. He still gets his. He still finds a way to get open. He's got such a soft touch from three. He doesn't he no long it's no longer a uh I have to huck it up. It's a stroke, right? It's a I got the ball, I loft it up, it goes in. It is really something. He was the MVP of the uh, Big Ten tournament, by the way, and is a first team All American, according to the AP, as today uh, is Keegan Murray. Three Big Ten players uh, um, on first team. Isn't that amazing? That's incredible. Um, <laughs> how many seconds in lane does Kofi Coburn get? Uh, never mind. Um, <laughs> you take a look at this game against Richmond as the Hawks will play at 2.10 uh, p.m. Iowa time uh, on uh, Thursday. Uh, Richmond was sixth seeded in the A-10. They had a great tournament run. They won four games in four days. Came back from seven behind. Uh, they're one and two against quad one teams, six and nine against quad two teams. This is not a great Richmond team. Not saying it couldn't happen, but this is not the, this is not even the Northwestern State team that, that upset Iowa a few years ago who had dominated their league, right? This is a Richmond team that, that crawled into this thing with a nice tournament win and they're coming into this with a, you know, a a leading scorer is Ty Burton is 16.3 points a game. There's, there's not much there to get really, really nervous about. The only thing you get nervous about is can you stay hot? And David, we've seen the emotions over the years of winning a championship, like winning in the big 10 tournament, end up draining a team for a game like Richmond, no, we lost him. I'm not even hearing the cockatoos anymore. Are you? No. All right. Well, can, Chuck, I, just, can Chuck, I talk a little Chuck, bit, Chuck? You. I made a comment. You respond. Little
0: little <laughs> information on Richmond. Okay? okay. Ken Palm. They're 83rd. Yes. A, a team that they played early in the year and lost to is 85, and that's Drake. Okay. So when I look at this they lost to drake for some reason i don't know why they did this but after the drake game they went to the bahamas i think and then came back and played you and i in cedar falls mm-hmm. i mean they made two trips to iowa during the season <laughs> they beat you and i at home early in the year when you and i was struggling but I, I i really think richmond is about a drake if you really want to compare them overall they're about a drake and i think iowa if they shoot the ball if they take care of business should have little trouble with Richmond. I just when you, They average 71.7 points a game, but they give up 68.3. So there's a team that's only got a 3.4 point differential, offensive defense, that went 23 and 12.
1: Iowa's adjusted uh, point differential went to, um, I believe, number two in the country yes. this week. And their defensive, uh, based on one game, by holding the number one scoring team in the country, Purdue. To the points that they did, they jumped from like 90th to 77th in adjusted defense. Again, this is where the committee doesn't use their own metrics in seeding things, right? Because apparently that was supposed to be important, and eh, might as well throw it out the window. What, what is but, important? I'm right, <laughs> but, right, just throw it out the window. But um, Iowa's defense, a uh, great defensive effort this week. So let's let's turn the page real quick If we before we get past this. If Iowa goes... And beats Richmond, which we feel like they probably will. Then you get Providence or South Dakota State. Now you're, you're kind of all in on South Dakota State. Let me just throw this up: Providence beat Wisconsin. Okay, Iowa's 0 and 1 against Wisconsin. Providence beat them. They beat Northwestern. Okay, only by five. Um, they did lose to Virginia. Iowa, you know, beat Virginia. Um, they beat Texas Tech. So Wisconsin and Texas Tech are two of their out-of-conference wins. And, of course, they've beaten UConn, Marquette, and Creighton. All teams in the field, they did not beat Villanova. They came within two points of Villanova. But then they did go out last week and lose by 27 to, to Creighton in the conference tournament. Um, they have, according to Ken Palm, the luckiest team. There's a luck factor, and he's got them with the, the luckiest team in the country. Uh-oh, we're the... Uh, the Apollo's uh, descending the Apollo's descending from space. The, the
0: cockatoos are rioting. <laughs>
1: descending. Uh Houston uh, glad to see you. Well we'll see if that's David. Anyway, they have the they, they have the luckiest uh team in the country. So it's an interesting thing to look at. They've won a lot of games. They're twenty five and five. I don't see where anybody you I, I don't see where South Dakota State beats them. They're thirty and four, but they haven't beaten anybody. Haven't lost since November. Well okay, but been playing okay it doesn't matter you, so there,
0: you know one of the things that i think has just disappeared when it comes to setting the field is wins wins don't matter now here's a team that's won 30 games i don't care who you're playing you win 30 games in a season you've had a heck of a year and south dakota state shoots the three as well as any team in the country and if they get hot they can beat providence providence is not a high scoring team if south dakota state starts throwing some threes in they have a great chance for the upset. If they don't make the threes, Providence is going to grind it out and win it.
1: They're grind it out and win it. And then after that, I feel good about it. You know, we were talking about the emotions, about um, Iowa, you know, will they still have the same level of intensity that they had this weekend that they've played with for the last two months because they finally did get something. They've got a trophy. They brought a trophy home. Um, will they be able to, to do that? Fortunately, I feel like they can get by Providence either way. <laughs> but, um, and then once you get to that Sweet 16, then you're looking at Kansas, and it's, it could be a lot of fun. could be a lot of fun to be over there in Chicago with uh, Iowa, Kansas. Let, let's just say for kicks and giggles, it's Iowa, Kansas, Creighton, and, and, uh, and Wisconsin over there. You're bringing fans from every corner of the, of the Midwest to get over there. Wouldn't that be a lot of fun? Well,
0: Wisconsin gets to break playing in Milwaukee. Yeah, before they get to Chicago. So it wouldn't shock me if they make it to Chicago. I think Iowa's going to make it to Chicago. Um, I think Kansas is going to make it to Chicago. The fourth team kind of up for grabs. Right. But right. I think those three all have advantages built in uh, to get to where they're going. So um, it's, it's just going to be fun. It, it's, uh, Iowa, one thing that is so apparent is how much they like each other. And how much they like playing for Fran, we can't always say that. No, I I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, the Fran fade had a lot to do with guys just they they mailed it in. This team, I think they care about each other so much that they want to play hard. They want to give the effort. That should not be a problem. And I think that's going to really carry them into Chicago.
1: Well, it doesn't hurt to have two sets of brothers who play like actual brothers and, playing on the team. And, and once the dad, the experience right, right? they have. Um, the experience, and then certainly, yeah, listen, you want to know why Jordan Bohannon's on the court all the time? <laughs> he, he, aside from being able to make a three-pointer here and there, he's the most experienced, literally the most experienced player in the history of college basketball. Yes. Right? Um, well, Jay was a Coleman Lance at uh,
0: Kansas is in his seventh season, so maybe we vote for
1: him. Uh, well, by games, Jordan's yes. got him beat, right? Um. Uh, obviously, making that giant shot the other day when uh, you know banked it in felt good. He said, <laughs> <laughs> "Well, it's right on line. It was just it was just a just little, little strong. A little strong. It's fine, and it went well." Um. But I agree. I think one of the things that's very apparent, very apparent, is uh, the the love these guys have. Excuse me for each other. Um. And have displayed as the years gone on, uh, and the way they've come together. And uh, I, I hope we got David. David, are you back here yet? Just not getting him. I that wonder no. going, I'm wondering what's going on with that. Can't hear the cockatoos anymore. Um, but uh, but you're right. Absolutely, the 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 camaraderie that they had, and you could watch it the other night. The emotions that came out, the way they were play, way they played together. The other thing that's nice. This is a team that's largely made up of Iowa kids. You forget about the Murray brothers. Yeah, they went to prep school in Florida for a year, but they grew up in Cedar Rapids, went to Prairie, right? Jordan is a Linmar boy, my alma mater, right? Me and Lisa Bluter, right? Um, uh, And we could... uh, Peyton Sanford's a kid, right? The The McCaffrey's are Iowa City West kids, right? Uh, yes. Okay. So they've got pedigrees that maybe um, you may not get if if those those parents didn't choose to live here, but they did. They grew up. They played basketball in Iowa. There's other guys on the, who've been contributing as well from other areas. But this is an this is an Iowa basketball team, and it's really fun to watch and kind of think about that um, overall. Um, that you're doing this with Iowa talent and you go back to the last time last couple of times that Iowa's had sweet 16 uh type teams and yeah, they did it largely with Iowa players again you know the Horner and Bruner guys they didn't make it there but um you know they they had won a big 10 title they won a big 10 title Tom Davis last team had uh, Kent McCausland and I'm trying to think who all else was on that What's squad. Uh, Dean on? Oliver and Settles Settles was on that team right and I mean, some of those guys, a lot of Iowa kids that were part of the makeup. And I don't know if that means that you care that much more, but I do know that it means that it means that much more, to the Iowa, I, I think, to Iowa fans to see their own kids on the floor. Yeah. Uh, no, I do. I think that you look at it and you're it, like, it.
0: I don't think anybody had any problems with Roy Marble, B.J.
1: Armstrong, Ed No, Lord, and Kevin Campbell. Uh, no, I, I no. agree. I agree, but it's fun. It's awful David's fun to back. That. Is he? No, you can hear me good. All right. Last call. We've Hawks got 30 seconds. Two. Hawks win two, Chuck. Hawks win two. I got the Hawks with two. This uh, this. is, and this, I think the wrestlers suck it up and win the whole thing. How's that? Join us next week. We'll figure out if we're right on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700, the champ, and 101.3, the champ.